Oh, I because hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got the wiki open. Oh, right. Yeah. Have you read? Actually, I'll talk Boys? about that. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll talk about all that on, on okay, my. I'm not, it's not clear to me that the answer may surprise you. <laughs> Unless you ask, with me today in bold fashion is the former host of the now defunct Is This Even Good podcast, uh, creator of the viral BuzzFeed video, People Try Their Own Pee for the First Time, and my first guest who's under 5'9", it's Kyle Kubo. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Oh, Lord, Jason made another one. <laughs> the sound cliffs aren't going to, they're not going to sound good, but I appreciate the effort <laughs> that you put in. There's no way that that came across other than like grainy and bad. I'm going to be honest. I only meant to do the Jetson made one and then murder beats <laughs> snuck in there for a second, but it's fine. Uh, well, it was a YouTube autoplay. <laughs> so it, it was almost not on purpose. Uh, five sixths of it was on purpose. And then I flubbed it a little at the end. Well, I have a question. Yeah, what's up? Did you say five nine, like under five nine, because you don't know exactly how tall I am? I just guessed. Or yeah. because you're really trying to emphasize what an outlier I am? Because I'm five six. Oh. <laughs> I just guessed. Okay. Yeah, under five seven yeah, would have been a better. Also, I'm pretty sure our other guest might have been under five nine. But you didn't correct it. You saw it earlier. Well, how would I know? I don't know who your other guests are, and I haven't measured them. No, no, you, but you didn't correct that I could have gone lower, because you know the bit is just that you're short. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if you are trying to say, like, I'm so short that, like, the next shortest person is well above. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Kyle, how are you doing, man? Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm good. Good. I'm excited. Just, this is gotta, fun. You got a fried food delivery moments before recording, which is... Uh, producer's uh, nightmare but probably your <laughs> <laughs> your Literally, uh, dream yeah that's two things i hadn't thought about one is everything on this plate is truly fried i've got fish and chips with a side of fried deviled eggs <laughs> which i didn't know existed until my partner brought the plate in a second ago and yep. yeah also like everything is like double fried to really get a good crisp on there for you i'm not going to eat it on mic because i'm a professional you certainly are um, but I'm staring at that. it right now. You 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 can eat some of it on mic with my permission. I think it's probably a lot of it might not actually get picked up. Like uh, on Annie's episode, a dog was snoring through like half of it, but we didn't even hear it. So I guess I'll be the judge of that as a listener. <laughs> Hang on though. Here's a test fry. It's quiet to me. Um, I'm not embellishing. This is my normal chew. <laughs> and I appreciate you setting that expectation. Um, so, okay. Premise of the show, unless you ask is, uh, it's COVID. I'm, uh, I need a project to work on and I need, uh, I want to use that project to stay in touch and talk to people about stuff that they're interested in. Uh, so I have asked you Kyle to, uh, to come to the show to bring a topic for me before we dive into that topic. How, how would you describe you and I, uh, know each other? Uh, before I answer that. Yeah. Can I, in my answer, can I say the name of the topic? Yes, sure. 
Okay. Well, we've known each other since we were 20th century boys. What? <laughs> what is? What are? What is 20th century boys? This is the first topic that I had no familiarity with prior to Kyle sending me it. I thought that was what you wanted. I thought it was it to is, like yeah. expand your horizons. It certainly um, is. I mean, I would. I, you could argue that you and I are 21st century boys, or at least we were when we met, because we met in high school when yeah. it was into the 2000s. But we were boys, and we were both born in the 20th century. So I feel like there's fair game to say that. Yeah, I and agree. Yeah. Yes, you are one of my closest friends, uh, despite the fact that uh, you wrote a college application essay about how your friendship with me was your biggest hurdle up until that point <laughs> in your life. And you also refused to loan me a hundred dollars to get my car out of uh, impound when it got towed. Yeah, that was, that wasn't cool of me. I'm sorry. Yeah. You forgot my birthday. I've done stuff to you too, but I'm not <laughs> obligated to get into that. You're certainly not. <laughs> Uh, but well, yeah, we're just wait. Is your birthday day November 9th? Uh oh, so close. It's not. No. I, all right. Well, I know it's in November. <laughs> but really, really close. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm sure I'll figure it out. Um. Anyway, I'll 20th, drop hints. What is what is 20th century boys besides the literal meaning? Yeah, I'm really curious to give a little peek forward to the end of the pod you have one question in here that like implies you at least googled it oh absolutely uh, yes so what is your level of knowledge to start well i know it's okay i, I know it's a, a manga manga uh japanese comic <laughs> wrong already which one? <laughs> wrong pronunciation know, first <laughs> do, do you know which one it is manga and yeah. uh i that's kind of the end of it i know so I tried to avoid any like plot spoilers, even though I'm sure that that will be covered partially here. And from what I gathered, it's about very like, partially. And I tried to avoid spoilers too. <laughs> I, I what I what I've gathered is something about like uh, a group of young young adults getting bullied. That that's kind of that's all I know. <laughs> also, very wrong. Uh, okay, yeah, I which mean, is I don't great know any, that, because. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not not about that, but that's like the flashback sections, which Got is it. heavily featured. Okay, I I exaggerated how wrong you are, um, but you you are you get a partial credit on all of the above. It is a manga, and that's what I'm here to talk about mostly. Um, but like any manga worth its salt, it is also has a sequel manga, three films, um probably a stage show i think it's just missing like light novels getting mm -hmm. into some of the background <laughs> characters yeah um but there's a whole franchise uh but yes i'm here to talk about the comic book specifically that debuted in 1999 right at the turn of the century appropriately enough mm -hmm. <clears throat> and and yeah. yeah when when i when i ask all my other guests uh to come to me with a topic they this is the first one that I knew nothing about and also by far the most specific topic. So I'm, I know I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I don't know anything about it. I doubt that most people listening to this know anything about it. Um, and yeah, I don't know how you chose it to be honest. Yeah. You told me, uh, only like 
a moment before recording that it was more specific than the other ones. You just said something that you're interested in. And I, I've heard like somewhat similar audio shows before. So I thought specificity would be good. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. But uh, maybe it will still be good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll be great. So uh, it sounds like you said you wanted to try to avoid spoilers too. Have you actually read this whole manga? Yes. So here's the thing. No. Um, <laughs> and the reason for that is that there's a lot of it. Uh, there are, I got the wiki pulled up right now. Um, how many chapters are there? Dun, 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 dun. Maybe another question is how many have you read? So I've read three of the Kanzenban, which are like the thick ones. You know how when you go to like Barnes and Noble, they've got the like little standard sized, like soft cover manga mm -hmm. single yeah. units. Yeah. So there are how many of those for this? There are I'm reading everything but that in this paragraph. There are over 200. Okay, and yeah, they're lot. collected into 11 of the whatever word I said before. <laughs> um, and I have read the first three of those. So I've read three elevenths of this so far. Okay. So, uh, so some would hear that and say, maybe I should have picked a different topic. <laughs> but I feel like not knowing how everything's going to pan out uh, is very much a part of the 20th century boys experience. It's one of those lost... Um, and then to name drop the other two topics I was considering, no escape, homestuck type dealies where like wondering what's going to happen next is very much part of it. And to be fair, I also, feel I like, just haven't finished it. Yeah. I feel like Rick knows less than three elevenths about lobbying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I would have figured he, he had it covered, but if you say so. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, so you've read the, the first three elevenths it sounds like and i'm curious if you could share at least like the sort of setup or the setting for the listeners so they have at least a basic understanding of what we're talking about japan 20th century <laughs> that's it do you want to know the characters yeah or just like what boys the... <laughs> like, i'm sorry is... um so, yes, no, let me, let's get into it. So the reason I picked this is because even though it came out in 99 uh, through 06, because I said there's a lot of it, I feel like the themes are, like, so appropriate for the current moment. And it was really, like, such a weird experience reading it now because I only read those first ones recently. I actually, I first picked up the first volume when I was, like, a teen, um because I think my cousin was reading it or had recommended it mm -hmm. and it went like right over my head. Uh, and I didn't continue reading it, which is like, doesn't say good things about me because my cousin and I are literally the exact same age. Like we were born on the same day. And your cousin was, and she was like, Oh it. yeah. She was like, Oh man, this is amazing. Like thematically characters and stuff. I did not get it. Yeah. <laughs> but now a decade or so later, um, it's really, like so first of all the the name comes from this classic rock song by the band t-rex called 20th century boy and classic rock is like a big part of and kind of just like 
90s slash early 2000s, I guess 90s, uh, and then later early 2000s culture is like baked into it a lot. But what it is basically is there's this guy and he is working at a convenience store and he's kind of like over the hill of his potential. He's like, basically today he'd be a millennial. He's uh, in his like late 20s, I think, or like 30. And he's just not really going anywhere in his life. And then uh, a series of events start to happen, like weird things kind of locally, like someone he knows or like some a, a friend of a friend gets murdered. He gets like a weird letter from one of his like elementary school classmates. And he starts to like look into this stuff. And basically the other part that's unfolding simultaneously is it's against a backdrop of like this uh, Scientology-ish cult is kind of taking hold in Japan and there's also like various other seemingly unrelated uh, natural disasters and stuff happening around the world. And he gradually realizes through like starting with the local stuff and talking to some of his old childhood friends that he, everything that's happening all around the world and with this cult was predicted by these stories that he and his friends wrote when they were like 10 years old interesting so it's like i'm trying to think of uh other media that has done something similar and the first thing mm -hmm. i thought of was minority report which is not similar but, <laughs> um i mean it there's crime there's time <laughs> exactly um interesting okay so someone who does that give him like a more a stronger sense of importance like like someone who is reading this in japan who is uh maybe feels like they're not going anywhere maybe they read this and they're like actually maybe i am important and i have some drawings at home that can predict the future is it kind of exactly. to relate to the the average person yeah so when i said it relates to our current moment there's two things number one very apocalyptic very like end of the world because you know it was 99 and everyone was worried about like y2k and stuff yeah and so it was kind of on everyone's minds like oh my god the world is going in a bold new possibly bad direction obviously we can relate to that now but the other big part of it is all the characters so like yeah he's like going around kind of interviewing and like eventually sort of teaming up with all of his like childhood friends who are all in various stages of kind of feeling like they haven't realized their potential. There's like one friend who's, you know, just like working at like paper pushing job for like a big company. Another guy is just kind of like a house husband. Uh, I think he actually runs a little store, but he's like, mostly he's just taking care of his kid. They're all just kind of like getting by. Not that any of those things are particularly bad, but they're not super satisfied with how their life turned out. They definitely don't feel like they're important. And they start to realize like, oh, you know, destiny is kind of thrusting this thing upon us. And is that like good or bad? Do we want that even? Would we prefer to just be anonymous? But I think that the characters feeling like my life hasn't turned out the way I planned and I don't know if it ever will is like very much in the zeitgeist for like people our age or even younger. Yeah, that's that's or maybe just everybody. Yeah. Um, obviously this, the target audience for this is, I, I don't know where it's released, but typically manga's targeted at like kids. Right. And I guess it being called a 20th century boys is 
maybe targeted kids, yeah, but I it sounds say, like you have to be an adult to really appreciate this. Yeah, no, I would say this one definitely is not targeted at kids. That's the impression mm. I get from reading it. There's like a lot of adult themes. It gets very dark uh, and it can be very political, I would say, in terms of its like references and things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say not for kids. Like, not that kids can't read it. Like, I tried when I was younger, but right. uh, I don't think that's the intended audience. And I would clarify, uh, or just to expand on what I was saying earlier, it's like, it's not even, I think what's really interesting about it is that it's not that, you know, the he's like, he. it's not just that he predicted stuff that's happening, it's that they gradually realize, I mean, I'm getting into spoilerish territory here, but it like, this is stuff that comes to light pretty early on, is that they realize that basically all the things that are happening that are leading to this like apocalyptic event are being caused by this cult, which is like led by this masked figure who is intentionally, their whole purpose is they are trying to act out these like apocalyptic childhood fantasies that they had as a kid. So basically what's interesting to me is they know for a fact that the person that's doing all this is another one of their like elementary school classmates that they were close with at a time. Mm -hmm. They just don't know who. Interesting. So it's also like a mystery. You're trying to figure that yeah. out as you're reading it. Yes, exactly. Got it. And, and so <clears throat> and, uh, if we were to reveal who that person was, that would be like the biggest spoiler for the show, right? Yes, but I don't know. Okay, uh, cool. I assume you don't. No, I have no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I'd be curious. Can we, are there any specifics that we can talk about? I, I think that probably most people listening to this will maybe if they don't want spoilers they can they can skip we can put some uh some disclaimers out there but I, i'm curious if we can start yeah. attaching like we're talking about specific characters basically yes for sure i haven't even been trying to avoid spoilers it's just okay, i was good. just being general yeah yeah for sure um but the main guy's name is kenji kenji endo and mm. like i said he's like a convenience store clerk at his like family store and he when he was younger he wanted to be a rock and roll musician and he's like long hung that up mm. and uh basically yeah he just doesn't feel like his life's really going anywhere and at first he's like very resistant to being at the center of this whole thing but it becomes more and more obvious that like that is just the case like he was the one that was kind of really coming up with these stories with his friends at the time so uh, it's not that he never wanted to like be a hero or anything. He really, really did when he was younger. It's just that he really had like let that dream die on the vine. Like he wanted to be a rock star. He wanted to influence people and sort of admitting to himself that that could be possible if he's willing to like try is very hard. Got it. Yeah. Now, now that he has the opportunity again with this, right. these past like drawings, readings, does I'm curious yeah. when when he realizes that this stuff has like been predicted partly by him. Does he like look into the future? Does he like try to predict what's going to happen next? Right. So as I said, this element isn't really paranormal. Like it's not that like he can predict the future. It's that someone who was there when he wrote these stories is like using their political influence and like technology to like for example basically yeah i should get more specific so when they were kids they wanted to be heroes that was the whole thing of their friend group they built mm -hmm. this like fort and this is the part where like you said they got bullied um mm -hmm. they did have these two bullies these like 
two mean twins that would always like kick their ass. Yeah. And so they would make like they had this fort and they'd write these stories about how they were going to be heroes in the future. But in order, like this is literally the conversation they have. They're like, if we're going to be heroes, there have to be bad guys. So they come up with this like evil organization that mm-hmm. like, you know, has a giant robot and has does chemical warfare and literally like bombs like the UK and the US and stuff. And so now he's an adult and one of the people who has knowledge of what they were talking about, like again, like like 10 years old yeah, is bombing the UK and is doing, making those chemical warfares and is building that giant robot. Like all the stuff they talked about for some fucked up reason. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And it's like, are they going to be the people they thought they were going to be when they were kids? and step up right. and do something about it yeah it's like does this person want me to you know like it feels very targeted right like if you wrote in your journal as a kid and then all that stuff somebody started like you can't help but feel like they want you to do something right right yeah it's like the whoever knows about that stuff like is is expecting you almost to yeah to be so the first the part yeah exactly so the first part that i've read is a lot of him kind of checking in on all the people that he grew up with and trying to figure out, like eliminate suspects basically. Like, could it be this person? Could it be that person? Like, what are they up to? And yeah, I feel like that at first I was like, you'd think like you'd kind of remember, but I thought about it and like the age they're at, it's like basically like I'd pose it to you. Like if you knew that like someone from your, let's say, you know, first grade class, was now like the leader of a terror cell like would you be any use in figuring out who it was yeah i don't know (laughs) probably not i mean i don't remember there's like people who i probably played soccer with in like uh when i was like seven or eight who like i could hang out with on the street and not know like and meet them for the first time you know exactly that's the problem that's literally the problem he has he's like God, like, what other kids were there that, like, we played with? Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of, like, they're they're digging up time capsules. They're, like, checking out yearbooks. Like, they're, they're – it's very nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, the whole thing is about, like, the past and then the future and then, like, now. Yeah. I, I will say that uh, you're someone who pretty much any mystery, uh, like, content that I've ever – seen you engage with you're very quick to predict like what the end result like who did it or just like what the twist is going to be so if you don't know like what's going to happen in this one then they're doing a decent job at uh making it obscure (laughs) yeah i have no idea it gets like the funny thing is i said a minute ago like oh no it's not paranormal but something that i would say like as a japanese person who's never been there but uh, my observation from engaging with like Japanese media is that Japanese people have a like love paranormal shit yeah. uh it's like yeah. very woven into like like there's not as much of a barrier between like oh this is a genre story so it's gonna have paranormal shit versus like this is a normal story so no paranormal shit yeah. it's like you can be reading like a totally normal slice of life and it's like, oh yeah, this person's a psychic or this person's an alien. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I'm like way out of my depth here, but I feel like it has to do with like Shintoism and 
the idea of like spirits being in everything i just feel like japanese people on the whole can be like less skeptical or like not think of that as so weird um yeah it's like this is all that is of course like that would that makes it a more interesting (laughs) story to me um not that like people are heavily into religion now but uh just the you know history there um but so all that is to say that uh later in the story there is some of that like there's definitely like psychic abilities and like stuff that makes me think like okay if you're not solving the mystery at this point it may be because there's some like weird stuff happening that's not you couldn't know right now right right? exactly yeah yeah Yeah, it's not grounded in this like actual uh real life climb that makes sense yeah exactly um so we've been going for a little over 20 minutes so i'm gonna let you eat some of that a double egg and we'll take a little break and then when we come nice. back we'll keep talking sound good yep cool slide down some delicious fish and chips into his gullet how you doing kyle uh sated that's what i like to hear that's how we keep our guests we treat our guests on this show yeah Um, i got my second wind yeah exactly power through the last the the quarter the last half um is the is the fried part of fried things a carb it's like yeah it's like oil and flour I feel like you just exposed yourself pretty hard with that question, if I'm being (laughs) honest. (laughs) No shame. No shame. I've always wondered. (laughs) It's different for different. I'm sure the people use different stuff, but yeah, it's mostly oil and like, and flour. Yeah. And oil's not a carb. Oil's a fat. Well, (laughs) yeah, that's true. It is fat. Um, I, uh, I've, I've once only one time made my own chicken Parmesan. Chicken Parmesan might be one of my favorite foods. And that's like, why have you only made it once? Done it myself. It's a lot of work. I just get it out. Anyway, um, <laughs> we have. I feel like we established a little bit of uh, what 20th Century Boys is about. I'm curious what your experience of reading it has been like. First of all, like, have you been able to? It sounds like your cousin read it. Do you talk to? Do you talk to other people about it? Have you been able to get anybody else into it? Not a soul. But right. <laughs> That's I I'm also about. love chicken parmesan. Have you had the chicken parm sandwich at Bay Cities in LA? No, I I haven't eaten at in LA and very much. So, oh man, it's so good. I had someone bring me one, like literally to the Bay, and just microwaved it. I didn't care. Delicious. <laughs> I'm sure there's something, some good stuff in uh, in New York. I should go get some. But I bet. Yeah. Anyway, what was the question? Yeah, the question was whether. No, I'm just you... kidding. Um, yeah. No, I I have not engaged with the uh, 20th century boys boys or whatever the fandom calls themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 
I at all, really. Like, I've only recently started reading it, like, within the last year. I guess that's not that recent. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I do think it's super niche. I've never heard of anyone talk about it other than me and my cousin. Yeah. Um, but uh, you were asking me during the break, like, if I've engaged with the other media that it exists as and the answer is no um because i heard the movies are dog shit got it (laughs) like i would have been all over that if it was well received but not particularly mostly because it sounds like um as i recall the uh the original author was like very involved in the production and really wanted it to be like faithful to the source material but they didn't want to make 11 movies right so it's like very jam-packed right that makes sense yeah because yeah. if i'm trying to get someone into something like this it if there's like a good uh bite like consumable amount uh to show them like a movie that or an anime then i that's an easier entry point usually yeah but it sounds like you have Absolutely. to enter on the on the 11 volume uh manga journey to, to really get so. the most out of this yeah, I was going to say, like, I, f- I certainly would have recommended that to your audience if there was an easier, like, uh, crib notes. What are those things? <laughs> Spark in English notes. Class? Yeah, yeah. There's another name, but uh, version. But, I mean, the thing is, I don't recommend that they read this anyway. Got it. Uh, <laughs> for the record. No, but my reason is. I mean, I want to read because, it after talking to you. As you should. It's very good. But I don't recommend that you do. Because okay. uh, there's too much content out there. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. We're also shackled to this laundry list of things we need to engage with. And I'm not trying to add something else to the pile for your audience. So I hope they get the full experience out of this like 45-minute podcast. <laughs> because yeah, I'm sure everybody's like, oh, you know, like I, I've got that guitar I haven't picked up. And like I wanted to learn to ride a bike. And I'm supposed to watch this movie. So yeah. don't read this. Uh, do the things you already movie. committed to doing and just watch WandaVision on Fridays like the rest of us. <laughs> Good call. Well, uh, speaking of that, are there like flaws? Unless you're already reading this, in which case continue to do so. Or like yeah. if you're really interested, then do it. It's great. It's awesome. But yeah. uh, it's not homework. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and is the they said the series is done, so at least like they don't have to wait for it to be out. You can binge it if you want and, and feel complete. True um true i, I guess and low there, key, yeah i'm sure this is on the internet somewhere like you know you know how powerful the internet is i'm sure they I can do. scan these comic book pages so i'm right. not recommending it you know support the artist is what i do but also that's fine i steal other things <laughs> uh the hearts and minds of our listeners um hopefully what are uh I guess if you wanted to discourage someone, like, are there are there things you don't like about it, or like flaws, things that you think like are bad? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! I actually that was supposed to be the first thing I said, <laughs> but I totally I totally uh, had brain farted on the content. You were warning. too you were too focused on uh, on trying to play whatever you played at the beginning. Yeah. So. I mean, once again, and like pre right before we started, you and I were talking about how. Uh, your cover art for this podcast is like now known sort of national turncoat Jackie Chan. Um, 
like not no longer beloved in his home country of Hong Kong apparently. Um mm. are I'm not going to say anything. Anyway, um, and I'm afraid that I'm going to become that of Japan because I'm once again going to say as a Japanese person, despite having left the United States ever. Um, <laughs> but I will say as a Japanese person, uh, our reputation for perverted content is not overstated. And yeah. this is not at all the worst. The worst is food wars. But um, <laughs> this is actually relatively tame. But I would say that, like, there's a through line of misogyny in the sense that, like, this, whatever it is today, this was in 99. And basically, like, it's not overt fan service most of the time. But I would say that, like, the female characters are few and pretty thinly drawn. Uh, and I mean that literally and also, like, in terms characters of characters are not. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're they're skinny, but also like not a lot of backstory or growth so far. Yeah. Um. There's like one character. There's like literally the main guy's mom and the main guy's love interest. So like, if that sounds familiar, I don't blame you for not checking this out. I think the themes are really interesting, um, and I feel like it's a good mystery, but perfectly reasonable reasons to not want to, you know, check out something of that nature again. Yeah, that makes sense um cool well i still appreciate you explaining it is there before we move on to our final segment is there anything else about 20th century boy that you think is very important for our listeners to know is there anything that you kind of like that you took away from it any lessons that you learned yeah i i definitely have like the general sense of that like the reason i wanted to talk about it is it's just one of those like pieces of media that just has kind of stuck with me and that I'm very interested in reading the rest of. Mm -hmm. And I think it is because, like I said, uh, I feel like part of the millennial experience is just this sense of being untethered from like the expectations that we grew up with um, of what life was going to be like at a certain point. And then also like even adjusting to where we are currently what's the future going to look like? I feel like there's a lot of insecurity and mm. sort of just general malaise. And I feel like that's really the vibe of this work, even though it came out 22 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's like one of the things that has made me like resonate with that the most. So that's why I feel like it's really interesting to read in the current context. Yeah. But don't do it. <laughs> Despite no. all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, great. So this brings us to uh, my final segment for us, and that is the uh, based on a character that I Googled knowing nothing about the show named Ocho. So before we get into the segment, can you tell me anything about this character in 20th Century Boys named Ocho? I can. It's funny because this is probably the spoileriest, spoileriest, spoileriest I'm going to get because he's a character that's like not introduced until like right about where I'm at. Um, but maybe that's all I should say. Cause I think I can do this game that you've set up without revealing much more, but it is a distinctive character. Um, what are some qualities of Ocho so that people can understand the game more? Cause I I don't, I don't think, what did you, so what's the name of the game, Kevin? The name of the game is Ocho or Nocho where I give you a list. I, I, 
uh, provide to you a person in the public sphere and you tell me whether they're an Ocho or not. Meaning, do they have the qualities of this character Ocho? Here's here's how I decided this specific character. I googled top 10 characters in 20th century boys and it was a list of this website, the most badass quote unquote characters. So I was trying to mm-hmm. choose someone cool. Like, yeah, not surprising. Like Ocho Iroh is very type. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you nailed it. Like, I'm not surprised that that's how you came upon this. Um, <laughs> I would say the two qualities uh, we're looking for in an Ocho versus a Nocho is mm-hmm. uh, has hit rock bottom at some point <laughs> and then is now experiencing some kind of redemptive arc. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so hopefully when we go through this list, you can explain your logic, but I, I and I'll have... throw in, I'll throw in long hair as well. Long. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I think two out of three qualifies an Ocho. Great. So this is Ocho or Nocho. Our first question is Jeff Probst, host of Survivor. Is he an Ocho or a Nocho? I've never seen him with long hair I, and I've watched... Oh, plenty of seasons. So I think that's right out. I was Halloween for him two years ago. And you know, that's not what I meant to say, but <laughs> you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, figure it uh, out, dummies. I was talking to you. Uh, but maybe you already know what I meant. I know. Um, and I don't know enough about his like personal life to say if he's like stared into the abyss. Um, he seems, you know what? I will say just pure speculation. He he gets testy sometimes. Like there's an edge to like you don't want to push Jeff Probst too far. No, even it's on his, air. So, he he is powerful. He reigns with an iron fist on Survivor. Yes. And he's also, no, he does not like having his authority questioned at all. No, and he's he's a he's like low key sadistic. <laughs> He'll put the survivors through some really like bizarre random challenges he makes them eat truly weird stuff no i'm not allowed to go on survivor uh and i was going to i'm sure i would have been picked but uh yeah my my long-term partner is afraid that i'll get impaled on like a bamboo or something people pass out they get like yeah horrible stomach absolutely bites all kinds of stuff more than uh like hell's kitchen more than are you smarter than a fifth grader? Survivor is like where you are most likely to get physically injured in reality yes, TV. Absolutely. And and like be happy about it somehow. Yeah. I mean, I I can I don't want that for myself no. or anyone. But as far as Jeff, I don't know that he's had actually, you know what? Jeff is an Ocho. Jeff's an Ocho for sure. I think he's seen some dark shit. And Survivor has had a big resurgence in recent years, and I feel like he defines himself heavily by his job. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one an Ocho for sure. He 100 percent defines himself heavily by his job. He he's yeah. intertwined with Survivor like un, like this. I think he makes like a exactly. million dollars an episode or something. Anyway. No, I feel like there were some middle years where like he was just you know phoning it in, and now he's like back. So yeah, full that's steam Ocho. Ahead. That's classic Ocho. Okay, perfect. All right, second uh, person on the list, Liz Lemon of 30 Rock fame, the character, not Tina Fey. Right. Is I mean, both Nocho. Nocho. Liz Lemon, Tina Fey, two couple of Nochos. We were just <laughs> watching, 
like a video by I think like the Take or one of those YouTube channels breaking down why Liz Lemon is the villain of Thirty Rock, and it's absolutely true. Like we were rewatching the show as well, and uh, yeah, she's she's awful. She's like mean to everyone, super <laughs> self obsessed. Uh, so and, and Ocho is nice to everyone. I like and she she part of it is because she like subsists at the rock bottom. Like that's just her baseline. Uh, you know, she's, her life is a mess. Um, and her hair is like shoulder length. So (laughs) could be longer. That's like, I would say like, uh, so I guess she's been to rock bottom because she's at rock bottom. So this is like a one and a half out of three, but I would say a hard no on the redemption and I can't fully give her the long hair as well. Yeah. So that's a pass. I think Liz Lemon's a no cho. I understand. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Third round. Lil Nas X is he a no show? Hundred percent an Ocho. Hundred percent, thousand percent, million. Uh, have you listened to his holiday song? No, called Holiday. I haven't, I haven't listened to it. <laughs> Why? I'll listen to it right after this. We'll put that in the break. I'll get DMCA'd. I'm not messing with you. It's amazing. Yeah, and I believe you. In it, and what I'll say is, you're gonna have to put it. Actually, you're gonna have to. Uh, get the rights from his team because you have to play it at this point in the podcast. In fact, I'll stop for a second to leave. I'm going to, I'm going to play it at the, I'll play it at the end. Oh, okay, good. Because (laughs) he literally outlines like from start to finish his reasoning for why he is an Ocho while simultaneously somehow making like a Holly Jolly holiday banger. All right. That's, (laughs) do you think I don't need to say it? He's made the case. (laughs) I'll be sure to look at. We'll we'll leave a, at least a link to the song or something in the in the episode I'm, notes. I'm like so confident that you will understand once you've heard it. <laughs> okay. And I won't Great. say anymore. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, that one we'll have to. You have to listen to that after this, listeners. All right. Uh, he also has long time. hair in the music video. He's three for three. Yeah, he's he's a, he's probably more ocho than anyone on this list. Easily, easily. Maybe okay. not. We'll see. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I chose it. All right. Uh, last one. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. This isn't the last one. I lied. Is she very long hair? Very true. long hair. I. Yeah. You know what? I think she's also a three for three. I feel like she had. She came into this like session of Congress in like a very low place. Like she was doing interviews. Like I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. Yeah. The obstruction. Right. The like it's wearing on me. She was like full. Like you could see her just uh Obamaing uh in terms of like enthusiasm and fatigued, yeah. Uh yeah, fatigue. Um and I feel like now she's she's back. Like she's like tweeting up a storm, uh mm. she's fired up, she's ready to uh try and fail to hold this administration to any kind of respectable standard. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, definitely three for three, hundred percent. Lil Nas X, AOC, lock couple of couple of ochos. Yeah. All right. Last last on the list, uh, host of Unless You Ask, Kevin Chung. You did already say last on the list. I know. I I messed up. I added myself in at the last moment. Am I an ocho? <laughs> you <laughs> sound desperate. Tell you sound straight, desperate, man. which is not an Ocho really attribute. <laughs> not but an Ocho that, I, I, would I not have put himself on this list. Yeah, definitely not. But 
like I didn't make that one of the criteria at the start. So that's like an asterisk. Mm-hmm. Um, your hair is longer than it usually is. Last I saw. Very true. And and actually, this yeah. is it getting cut recently. So it was even longer. That's true. Yeah. Like, you look more recognizable on this Zoom. But when I saw you last, you were shagging it up. I feel like. So that's a half a point right there. Um, I mean, you tell me. Have you experienced what you would consider uh, a rock bottom? I would say objectively. Not just the lowest point. Because everyone has the lowest point of their life. But mm-hmm. were you down bad, Kevin? No, I've never been down bad, and I think that that's why I'm not an Ocho. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, I'm a Nocho. Cause the, You're a Nocho. The kind of uh, thematic, uh, I guess, graph of my life is, is more or less like a straight, slightly upward mm-hmm, line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say, you're, looks-wise, you're a Yoshitsune, and then personality, you're like Kenji pre- uh, like accepting the call to action. Oh, that's, like very that's a content. <laughs> I'm a convenience I store mean, worker who's given up on his dreams. Not, I will say, but look what happened, right? Like yeah. it just hasn't happened for you yet. Like the call to action, you can't force it. It just, it's going to show up one day and then you accept it or not. I don't think that's happened for you yet. Maybe this podcast is my call to action, Kyle. Have you considered that? This is good. I have. I don't think so. We're taking this to the moon. All right. Well, (laughs) no, I I don't see how that would make sense. (laughs) Yeah, I did kind of just create it for myself. Usually calls to action come from an external place. I literally just told you you can't force it. And it feels like you jumped on the first opportunity. Like, is this it? I tried to force it immediately. Yeah. And again, that's like that kind of desperation. It's like you're not Ocho. And now you're like campaigning for not Kenji. All right. I think we well, got to wrap it up. That's Yeah, that's good. I think that really sums it up as nicely as we can have it. Well, Kyle, thank you very much for uh, coming on and uh, letting your food get a little cold while we record. And uh, all right. at the very end, crispy. you've made it here. So is there anything that you want to plug before we say goodbye? I don't like make public facing content very much. Yeah, that's but- fair. I will say that if this is coming out in like two weeks, as you said, uh, it's, it's probably going to be like then six weeks. Me and my partner Fatima just got selected as Cape Fellows for 2021, which is this like big Asian Pacific Islander fellowship thingy. Uh, there's nothing you can do about it to make it better or worse, but just this is just a like non humble brag. Just check it out and then like be proud of me. Yeah. Got me up on social media. I, I'm going to do exactly that. And, and we, <laughs> Much yeah. obliged. I'll, uh, I'll be sure. Remember, check out Holiday by Lil Nas X. That's the second plug. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, I already plugged that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. Uh, we, we I wish I was it. listening to it right now. <laughs> Instead of this podcast. And you can do that as a listener because we're at the end. So, yep, that's it. Great job. I'll talk to you later. Bye. listening to another episode of unless you ask and congrats to kyle and fatima for becoming cape fellows you're going to do amazing work if you'd like to be a guest on the show please email me at unless at gmail.com that's unless ya pod at gmail.com 
Unless You Ask is produced by Bread People Productions. Please visit breadpeopleproductions.com to see all of the projects they're working on. All right, you made it to the end of the episode. And for this week's Nobody Ask, I'll share that my favorite place to get fish and chips is Tugboat in San Jose. Go check out Tugboat. You're going to love it.